2: Welcome to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Vern Glenn of CBS affiliate KPIX TV in San Francisco, and Russell Jackman. And in each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Uh, Today's trivia theme is random football players. And let me just see. Okay, you will... Okay. You'll, you'll at least have heard of these guys. No no Bronco Nagurski stuff from the 1940s. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. All right. I, we, I, know, I always love to tez, tease Russ because I know he's like, oh, man. Hey. You get all these things from yesterday.
3: Hey, I, the other day, I was actually talking to a friend of mine about Pudge Heffelfinger. Uh, who was? The very first pro football player. The first football player to get paid.
2: Ah, I remember near him the name Pudge, but I don't remember uh, his last name.
3: Well, there's Pudge Rodriguez, but Pudge yeah, No, 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 I
2: mean, uh, or, uh, oh, no, Pud Galvin. That's the old baseball player from the uh, 1800s. He was a, I'm he was glad a I player.
3: didn't name my kids Pudge.
2: No, no, yeah. No, in fact, see. it's interesting because uh, one of the things I want to talk about in, in the next segment, uh, you guys have ever heard of Rube Waddell? No. Hall, of Fame, no. Hall of Fame pitcher born in 1876, died in 1914. So he was only like 31 years, what is that, 35 years old. Or no, how, how old is that? 38, 38 years old. And he was quite a character. And I want to just go through a few little stories. And I'm wondering, how come we can't have another character like that in, uh, in sports? Because this, this guy was one for the ages. Uh, and he, and, he, and
4: he, he, played, he, he played till 1814? 1914 or, or he yeah, passed, yeah. left us he, he, well, he, I think
2: he retired and then he passed on because 1876 uh, so in 1900 he would have been 24 and then he played for another so many years uh, he okay. actually started in the 1890s alright stay with us this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money providing mortgage investments currently yielding over 7.5% secured by real estate doesn't get any more conservative than that check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com
5: Palio Restaurant has been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since nineteen ninety. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there is no surprise that it's been voted Best Overall Restaurant in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio has been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus-seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays, reservations are recommended. Visit paleosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. That's paleosf.com, P-A-L-I-O-S-F dot
6: Welcome to our field of dreams. Are you ready to have the best night ever? Transcendence Theatre Company invites you to experience Broadway under the stars in wine country with their new live show, Road Trip. This musical adventure featuring themed songs from cities across the United States is Transcendence' first show back at beautiful Jack London State Historic Park. When was the last time you were in Nashville? Have you ever taken the kids to Orlando? Wouldn't it be glamorous to experience Hollywood's old-school charm or a magical night on the town in New York City? Come sing along with your Broadway tour guides in this exciting musical expedition for the whole family. It's Transcendence Theatre Company's Road Trip, August 6th through the 29th. Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org. That's bestnightever.org bestnightever.org Live life at the Mount View Hotel in Calistoga with poolside wine and music every afternoon at their vino and vinyl bar. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights enjoy dinner and a movie in their new outdoor theater. When you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mount View Hotel, a small boutique hotel where there's never large crowds, just beautiful indoor and outdoor socially distant space so you can relax and continue to live life. Making memories for 100 years, MountViewHotel.com.
0: Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmike.sanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesandrafel.com and order your pizza.
2: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. Um, So uh, the first thing I wanted to ask is uh, now that it looks like Tim Tebow, he's been released by the Jaguars, right? Correct. Okay. And nobody's picked him up. Uh, that was my question. Do you think? Do you think that any team will pick him up?
4: No, okay. no. I mean, there's there's always next stop. I mean, WWE. Next stop
3: yeah,
2: is WWE. <laughs>
4: I mean, there's 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 always I guess hope. I guess, but as we record this show, rosters have to get down to eighty, mm-hmm. and it has to get down to even further than that after the after the weekend, and, and it's just. There's just no, there's just no room. Although, I mean, there's now, there's now if you're quarterback, Josh Rosen, who was released by the 49ers last week, but then picked up by the Atlanta Falcons, I guess that can happen, but he's a former number one draft pick. So that you know, that's why he gets a lot of chances and quarterbacks that can quickly learn a system at a premium. So wasn't
2: wasn't Tim, wasn't he a number one pick when uh, he won like the two years in a row at Florida?
4: I don't know if he went in the very first round uh, when he, when he started off with, I believe it was, was it the Denver Broncos? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I'd have to look that up. I'm not sure if John Elway would have wasted a first round pick for Tim Tebow but well uh but i mean the, the 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 proof is what you've seen i mean he's been unable to hang on
2: how how is well, he you No,
3: know, there's always there's always room for guys like that in the WWE i'm sure that yeah, Vince McMahon sure. is trying to figure out a way to get him <laughs> in the ring so that he can uh you know pu- uh uh capitalize on this publicity cuz there always sure. seems like they you know when wrest- when uh uh uh, when a sports uh pro football players <laughs> Having yeah. a slow moment—that's when the WWE calls.
2: Yeah, that's happened a number of times. Um, yep. So, well, he uh, still he still has a name. I mean, he
4: still yeah. he still can sell some tickets and and garner some interest. So, how, I mean, how old is he, he now? He, he's 30, that.
2: Is he thirty-one?
4: Got to be early thirties. Yeah.
2: 30s. Okay. Yeah, because you know that's the problem. You know, you get to be a certain age, and uh, you know he already tried his hand at baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he could he could be a a backup to the backup quarterback. If, yeah.
4: if, 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 if Urban Meyer was not the Jaguars head coach, Tebow Jaguars might not, have not. even have gotten a chance there yeah. either. So.
2: You know, it's funny. I wonder, and I don't know exactly, you know, what goes on at the camps. Um, you know, is he dropping footballs? Is he not blocking the way he's supposed to, you know? He
3: wasn't good when he was in his
2: prime. have,
4: you have over 90 bodies in training camp. And on the depth chart, your, 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 your top picks get most of the reps. In fact, in practice, your, your first string guys get almost all the reps. And then, there's, and then there's a few for the second string and a few for the threes. But when you get to be like you know fourth, fifth string, it, 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 it's awfully hard to specialize in one position. You got to be thinking of maybe locking on as a special teams guy. And uh, and and I don't think Tebow really was a special teams guy. He went in as a tight end. So there you have it. I mean, most of these most of these teams are only going to carry maybe three tight ends on the team.
2: Yeah. Do you? Uh, it's for some reason this reminds me. Do you ever see the movie Paper Lion? Sure. Okay. Yeah, George Plimpton. George Plimpton. Uh, Alan Alda played George Plimpton in the uh, in the movie and uh, it's funny because it's one of those situations where uh you know i think it was just kind of a sort of a publicity stunt or he was writing and nobody was supposed to know that he was trying out and finally he he kind of makes the team but it's like at the very end they they're they're so overwhelmingly uh you know ahead that it's impossible for the other team to win and so they put him in for like one play and uh you know i think he gives up a safety or something you know <laughs> But was, uh, that a regular okay. se-
3: was that a regular season game, or was that an exhibition
4: game?
2: It could have it been
3: an exhibition game. And one, uh, one little trivia note is that George Plimpton was a, a classmate of my father's.
2: Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. now. There's new no yes. information.
3: So, yes, so there you go. Yeah, my it, dad he, would talk about George Plimpton every once in a while.
4: It uh, and, and unlike some minor league baseball teams, the NFL are not into publicity stunts. And it's just, it's just too big a business. And all these teams are in the business of winning football games. And you have to have, you have to have a roster of 53. And these are 53 guys that are expected to help you win games. And then you got another 16 that make up the practice squad. Well,
2: then you wonder how many, you know, if they're also worried someone's going to get hurt,
4: you know? Well, there's always these in football. That's the assumption of risk there.
2: No, but I mean, it's like, you know, a publicity stunt. Like you know, hey, let's not mess around with this because someone someone can really get hurt. Versus in 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 baseball, a publicity stunt is usually not gonna you know someone's not gonna get hurt. Uh, but, you're not not
3: not even not not even in a practice, Edward. I mean, you're just you're just not gonna see that. Yeah. The other thing that you have to take into mind is the fact that you know in football you only have 17 games, so you really can't mess around. Every game is yeah. super important. With baseball, you've got 162, you can trot someone out there. That you know you can make fun of, or you know if you lose one game in baseball because you try a publicity stunt, it's not a big deal.
4: Yeah, these practices are well organized, Edward. I mean, they're yeah, down. I'm sure, they are. These drills are, or and periods are down, timed and planned down to the second. There's no time for oh, hey, go, guys. Yeah. Let's bring a little Eddie Brown in, yeah, oh, yeah. Or Eddie oh, Goodell, a little remember? sports econ one-on-one guy. Hey, just take a snap around the center. Yeah, go ahead. That's
2: the, that's the thing. See, somebody, I. Not- e. can get hurt. You <laughs> know, um, you know. I guess the, the biggest publicity type stunt, which really isn't publicity, is like when they do a flea flicker. You know, because they don't do it that often, and it's uh, you know, I always like those plays because they're they're kind of fun. Well, um, it's a trick play, trick but play, you know, that's your kind of liberty play. Statue of Liberty play. Yeah. It's funny to watch some of those football games where they have, uh, you know, Statue of Liberty and it's like, you know, the entire team moves to one side, you know, just all these weird formations that they come up with. That's kind of funny. Um, Let's see. One quick thing here. Will the new name image likeness rules that allow college players to earn endorsements lead to cheating recruitments? Like how about a booster can hire a player to basically do nothing except attend his alma mater?
4: Well I mean a booster I mean it's 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 the wild, wild west now. I mean a booster could just capitalize on, on, on somebody's name now. I mean you it it's fair game. I mean you can you know you can have you know John Smith dodge Toyota and and have John Smith who's Who's a star player on a college football team? Show up and um, and 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 use his name as his brand. I mean, you can you, you can do that now. You can get away with that now. I don't it know how how what how would that lead to cheating?
2: Well, just being able to uh, you know use it in. Well, again, there was there was a time when you weren't supposed to do stuff like that.
4: But yeah, now, but now it's but that but now you can.
2: Yeah. So I mean, there's no you know so, what, are, okay. what are you going to do all right uh let's see here we're going to go to our uh, first in fact it reminds me you ever see the movie one-on-one with uh, robbie benson for basketball it's hard to find yes. that movie but well uh, you've seen all these ones but it's basically the same thing he gets paid in college to just like turn on the sprinklers you know water the lawn all you uh-huh. sprinklers okay here we go here's our uh, first trivia question uh <clears throat> we're talking random football players okay goody bring it on which? Let's see. I. I uh, all right. I'll get. I'll give you a kind of a little hint here. Uh, which former Seahawk is the NFL? Now this is. I don't know how old this is. I don't know if anybody's changed it, but at least as of um, let's say a couple of years ago, this was still the uh, um, the record. Uh, which former NFL Seahawk player is the career leader in fumbles? Ooh.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah.
3: All
7: right. And we've heard of this guy.
2: And you've heard of this guy. And uh, that is our trivia question. Uh, email edward at sportsecon101.com the answer to this question. Which former Seahawk is the NFL career leader in fumbles? All
4: right. Stay former with us. Former Seahawk, the NFL career leader in fumbles. Stay with us. With the Seahawks' his only team? Uh, I believe so. Wow, his entire career with the I, Seahawks. I think so. Wow.
2: I think so. All right, stay with us, sports econ. Okay. World. Right
1: We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. That's 877-360-0402. Matthew.
6: Uh,
4: Oh, sorry.
6: It's okay. I just need you to listen to me.
4: I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me.
5: I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and...
6: Thank you for
0: talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
2: For 101, I'm Edward Brown, along with Russell Jackman and Mr. Vern Glenn. All right, uh, first trivia question. We're talking random football players here. Which former Seahawk is the NFL career leader in fumbles?
3: I'm going to go with John Kitna.
2: John?
4: John Kitna. Yeah, yeah, I would think it might be a quarterback. but. Uh, yes. Yeah, well, John Kitna was a quarterback, so... Okay. Mm. Uh, I
2: thought he was going to say John Cena because you know he's so used to. Yeah,
3: <laughs> the WWE hasn't hasn't had him uh, go on to play as football. a quarterback just yet.
2: Uh, mm. He was, and I think the reason is he was known for having small hands, which will make you fumble more. David Craig.
3: David
4: Gray.
2: Oh, Number God, seventeen, I, I believe.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know David he had a career Craig. long enough to, to become the highest fumble. Well, he, f- he
2: fumbled every other t- snap, probably, so that's what kind of caught. If you hadn't said Seahawk,
3: I would have said Tony Banks, because I know he was a fumble machine.
2: Yeah, because it's funny. I mean, you know, you you think, well, maybe it's a running back, but then as as Vern says, actually, yeah, quarterback. You know, he's a yeah, it had,
4: yeah. It had, I, I figured it was that, but uh, Dave Craig. David, wow,
2: David Craig. All right, so wow. now, just, just for fun, uh, earlier I mentioned a, a certain a certain character named Rube Waddell, born in eighteen eighty six, and uh, he was a a pitcher, and he was a pretty darn good pitcher, um, but he died early. And I'm trying to remember how he died. I mean, he was definitely an alcoholic. Uh, I'm not sure if, if that's what he died from. So this guy's antics, um, and I'm wondering why we don't have another character like him. Uh, you know, be it baseball, football, or whatever. So he would do things like this. He would leave the middle. He would leave in the middle of a game to chase a fire truck. <laughs> he just loved fire trucks. So he, okay. Uh, he would also ask his players to leave the field so he could strike the other team out. It's like, you know, sort of like uh, uh, the king in his court. in, in softball. Oh, okay. I you was know, sort of like, hey, I, hey guys, I got this. Everyone can leave the field. I'm just going to strike this, the, these guys out. Wow. And then, uh, also one time th- he decided in the middle of an inning, uh, he'd rather go fishing. So he just up and left.
4: Well, he must've had a lot of money because in today's game, he, yes. <laughs> he just, we just went a wall on the team boy there's there's a fine there there 's a suspension yeah. uh, leaving a trace of fire truck i don 't know where you would see a fire truck and be attracted to the league because these are closed stadiums so you can 't well, we're talking
2: the 1800s. you know like, yeah yeah was yeah. early 1900s. so uh, yeah eighteen hundred yeah those those are open air glorified parks you yeah. know they they play these games on In fact it's funny because if you look at some of the old photos uh going back to the late 1800s some sometimes you actually see fan, fans in the outfield. Yeah. Really, really strange, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I'd never talk about like or watching film of, uh, you know, if there was any um, uh, interference, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, oh, I'm sure there was,
4: I mean, if you want to, I mean, if you want to go way, way back, like before gloves where you would feel the ball and then just throw at the runner at and the, the, yeah. the runner is out, you hit him in the back or the head or whatever. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there were fatalities.
2: And, or in harsh fact, that injuries. was injuries. That, that was one of the uh, uh issues. Is he had to learn, like, not don't throw it at the at the uh, at the player. And in fact, if, if Ken Burns did a pretty good job of uh, the history of baseball, and you learn things like originally home plate was a steel plate. Can you imagine like sliding into that? And yeah. uh, I mean, all these injuries. Slide. And stuff. Slide. <laughs> yeah wow yeah it just, it just really crazy in fact there was a time when i think it was nine balls would would get you a walk i mean they change they that, those kinds of changes there's been a lot of odd changes like that um and just think
4: of the uniforms right there I'll you get know, just glorified burlap bags oh in the hot sun yeah uh, e- e-
2: ah, it just makes me you know hot and sticky just thinking yeah of- all right, guys. Uh, so we got we got uh, we got football starting here, huh? Starting, we're we're, we're, we're in the, floor in the fifth quarter is back. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, that's right. We're, we're in the playoffs already. What? <laughs> the fifth quarter is back. The fifth quarter he's, is back. That's right. He's,
4: he's, he's referencing he's referencing KPIX's post game show after these NFL games. We KPIX is the flagship station of the 49ers' preseason games and after these games, we have the Toyota fifth quarter show yeah. where yours truly comes on with Lorenzo Neal and NFL fullback for 16 seasons. And we talk about what we see and we do player interviews and uh, have a lot of fun. Uh,
2: who, so you do, you, you're doing the pregames. Who's carrying mm-hmm. the, the, the regular
4: season. KPA. Oh,
2: Oh, the regular season. Yeah. That's
4: when it all changes. Once the preseason ends. Our agreement with the 49ers ends. Uh, in fact, the agreement with the, the, the Raiders in this market, Cron carries the Raider games, even though they're in Las Vegas, their preseason games. But once once it once once the preseason's over, it goes back to the traditional CBS with the AFC package and Fox with the NFC package. Okay. And then you have NBC and A couple of other networks that will just that 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 will NBC has Sunday Night Football, and so they get to kind of pick the best matchups once the season starts, and those will be your Sunday Night games. So that's uh, that's kind of how that works. So once once the preseason ends, we as in KPIX, we then pick up the the AFC team that garners the most interest in this market, and it is still the Las Vegas Raiders.
2: I I would think so. I mean, following. Yeah, then the Bay Area hasn't uh then the 49ers will
4: they'll, they'll be on the the local Fox station. That would be uh KTVU.
2: Okay. yeah, You got to figure this out. There's still a lot of Raider fans that you know, they're not giving up. It's even it, it, More than more
4: than a lot. I mean, this is yeah. this is you know, this is even though they're in Las Vegas, you can make an argument from 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 a fan standpoint, the Bay Area is still pretty much ground zero. Bay Area and even 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 the Los Angeles area, are ground zero for Raider following.
2: Yeah, I, when, when they moved in uh, 1994, I think it was. I, I can't remember what year they they moved. 1994, in. they came back to the Bay Area back. from okay. Los Angeles, right? Yeah, because I they, remember they
4: even, they even trained in El Segundo and flew up for the games.
2: Gotcha, because I remember that. You know, we were all just all us Bay Area Raider fans were just. Very, very upset when they went to l a for some reason them going to Las Vegas doesn't have the same angst, and I don't know if I'm the only one people, who...
3: people really saw, saw it coming in in Oakland the second time around. Oakland just wasn't yeah. a good fit and you know for so many years that Oakland you know has been fighting the Raiders for money and and they were you know the silver and blacked out for so many years. You know yeah. that that uh, it it it, and also you know for a lot of folks they they haven't been able to go to Raiders games for the last two yeah. years. So so I don't think they miss them as much as they would. You know they've been watching them on TV so much that it's, uh, it's not such a big deal to, that they move to Las Vegas. Plus, yeah. you know, fi- right. other you know, fans that really love the Raiders can go to Vegas for a weekend and come back. So it's, football is easier to follow that way if you just go once a week kind of thing than if you, you know, it's baseball or a basketball team.
4: Although I will tell you, I still get calls, I get emails every week from Oakland, Raider fans still upset over what happened and still j- just, just fighting for any pieces of information we can get to pass on to what they're doing in Las Vegas. And they, the, the, the Raiders still have their old facility over off a of Doolittle drive over in Alameda. So I, what the, what's going to become of it? I don't know, but the Raiders still own it.
3: And but the um, Raiders are not coming back this time uh, around. I don't think they're, they're ever coming back. To no, the-
4: they're not going to come back. The, the, the city of Oakland has had their financial issues, be it with education, with, with the day-to-day operations of, of, of that government. They're just, the city's out of money. The city just, just did not have those hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on a football stadium for essentially 10 games a year. They just, they just can't do it. There's just, just too many other things that are of a priority to that city. Do you think the
3: A's are going to head out
4: too? Yeah. No, I think the A's are going to stay in Oakland. Yeah, so somehow, some way, I figure they, they, they're going to work that out. So we're, we're talking about we're talking about half of 162 regular season games yeah. plus a smattering of other games, and and I, I, I there's 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 still a strong support for them. It's just a matter of uh, you know I I put that in privately because. Funded
5: the strong support funded. part,
3: yeah. you know, um, over the weekend with the Giants playing the A's, I saw at least half that stadium filled with Giants fans. Yeah, and it'll not- com-
4: and it, it'll it'll continue to be that because it's, it's it's so expensive to go to these games. And I I'm 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 kind of echoing the I'm I'm echoing the the, the, the family of four where, where where both parents work and and are throughout the East, but it's just it's just hard to get to these games. Jeez, the A's as we record this show. The A's, this previous night, had 4,100 people at the game. 4,100 people for the Royals game.
2: Well, that, that, that almost, I'm sorry, that, the
4: Seattle game.
2: Yeah, it was 1,100, I think, for Tampa Bay one time. That's pretty, pretty nasty. Hey, guys, yeah. to our second commercial trivia question here. We're talking random football players. In the San Francisco 49ers dynasty years, Joe Montana had two backups who would eventually become NFL starters. Steve Young was one of them. Name the other.
3: Oh, I know this one.
2: You know this one? All right. Yep. So that's our trivia question. Email Edward at sports econ one oh one the answer and don't touch that dial. We are gonna be right back.
6: Live life at the Mountview Hotel in Calistoga with poolside wine and music every afternoon at their vino and vinyl bar. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights enjoy dinner and a movie in their new outdoor theater. When you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mountview Hotel, a small boutique hotel where there's never large crowds, just beautiful indoor and outdoor socially distant space so you can relax and continue to live life. Making memories for 100 years, mountviewhotel.com.
2: PacificPrivateMoney.com
3: dot com.
0: Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at four one five four five four forty three hundred or go to Rafael dot com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesandrafel.com and order your pizza.
5: Palio Restaurant has been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a wine spectator award-winning wine list, so there is no surprise that it's been voted Best Overall Restaurant in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio has been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays, reservations are recommended. Visit paleosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. That's Paliosf.com. P-A-L-I-O-S-F.com. Well, welcome back to
2: Sports Ecom 101. One more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. Second trivia question. In the San Francisco 19 excuse me, in the San Francisco 49ers dynasty years, Joe Montana had two backups who would eventually become NFL starters. Steve Young was one of them, name the other. Mr. Jackman, what's the answer? Yeah,
3: don't step on his blue suede shoes. Elvis Gerback.
2: That's not correct. I'm sorry. No, I... no,
4: no. It's, it's, it's the guy that it's the guy that uh, Joe Montana took over for. I think he left and then, and then and then became a an NFL quarterback. Um,
2: and, Steve Bono? I... Yes. No. Okay. Yeah. Steve Bono. Steve oh, it's Bono. Bono. Okay. Steve Bono. Well, yeah. What about Gerbach?
3: Gerbach was also a backup quarterback that became Yeah, but 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 Joe was gone. Yeah. Joe's oh, gone okay. Yeah, that's Joe's so cool. gone. Yeah. yeah. Did Matt, Kavanaugh, Matt Kavanaugh never became a starter anywhere. He was just always a backup, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah.
2: I think so. He, I liked him. I thought he was pretty decent. Um. So Vern, let me ask you when uh, you say you get a bunch of emails uh, every week. um, mm-hmm. I mean, some, I got to think some of them are just, Hey, you're the greatest. Uh, no, no,
4: no, no. Oh no, no, no. It's, 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 it's why don't you show more more Raider highlights? It's all it's it's it's. I mean, the, I mean these are these are people that were, you know, hurt that they left. I mean, I mean, look at everything that's gone. Ricky Sports Lounge, that's gone. I mean, there's there's so there's 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 so many old school Raiders fans that are still upset and still around. You know that 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 don't care about the politics of it all. They just yeah. they, they they've just seen that their 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 football team leave again.
2: I'm just waiting to see Jim Otto get another chance. Um so they would uh uh so you, the email would be Vern, you would be the greatest if you showed more <laughs> Vegas or some more some more uh Raider highlights. Well <laughs> they get
3: their fill this weekend when the Raiders play the the forty niners in preseason. Yeah, this will yeah. That's
4: the true. First time in ten years the two have played
2: against each other in preseason. Well, um, the thing is, though, we, you don't really even get to choose yourself what to air, right? I mean, they, don't they? Th- doesn't the station tell you how much time to to give to this, this? 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 You know, that sort of thing. No, we govern
4: ourselves in the sports department. Okay, we have we have X amount of time, and then we fill that time with what we deem is 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 necessary based on who our audience is and, 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 and what they want to see. You got to know your audience. You got to satisfy your base. You don't satisfy your base and you get problems.
2: Yeah. And I guess uh, some of those, a lot of that base is uh, still old Raider, um, you know, uh, fans, but you know, but there's other, I mean, the thing is too, when you're showing highlights of other games, I mean, we all want to see that. You know, a fantastic, you know, Odell Beckham catch, you know, that sort of thing. Oh to- yeah, the, spectac- the spectacular
4: <laughs> play. Yeah, we'll always show that. But at, but at the same time, we're not ESPN Sports Center, and we don't nearly have. Yeah, you know, you know, we, we we have a fraction of the time there. I mean, that's that is an entertainment and sports programming
2: network. Yeah. And we're CBS. How much time do they allot you for your? For, in in a, in a in the framework of a
4: regular newscast. Yeah. Depends on the show. If it's a, if it's an early show, we say like you know, like the five or six o'clock newscast. Yeah. That's relatively a half hour, so we get maybe three minutes out of that half hour. Yeah. Now, when I say half hour, you've got twenty-two minutes of content and eight minutes of commercials. So you got to take those twenty-two minutes and split it up with two blocks of news, a block of weather, and a block of sports.
2: Yeah, and the thing that's is, that's how it works with all the you know political turmoil and, and stuff that's going on in Afghanistan or wherever.
4: Well, those, those, those are what we like to call a block stories. Yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah, that that's, and, and, and we do that to a smaller degree because that's what we have the network news for Nora O'Donnell who's our lead network anchor for the CBS evening news. Now they, they can handle all that Afghanistan stuff, you know, ad nauseum, but for us, we're, we're a local Bay area news station so there's tons of local stories that we deliver day in and day out for okay show. so
2: you you generally are not going to get preempted your your segment generally. we
4: when i say a, a newscast preempted it's very well, rare well or, it's or, very
2: or, or the sports part of the broadcast in a
4: newscast
2: yeah
4: only it's only if it's an abbreviated one because the president is speaking yeah or or or, or yeah, you know, we you know we've got a game or something like that, but but the, even when we air a game, there's usually a, a a special newscast preceding that game or a newscast right after that game is yeah. over.
2: Well, they definitely if there's a game, then they definitely have to have some aspect of of your show, of your your portion of the show. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, do you ever show up to work, get ready, and then they go, hey, Vern, you can go home because we got preempted. Or do you have to work on something else? Yeah,
4: we've had we've 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 built entire post-game shows that have been blown out because the game went to overtime.
3: Mm.
4: And 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 when it gets past a certain time, the network. I mean, if 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 our show is eight thirty to nine p.m. following a following a game that started at five and it goes to overtime. I mean, these are these these are live telecasts. Yeah. So we're just kind of dictated by that. So if the game goes to overtime, and the game. By the time by the time the game ends and they and and the networks have done their own post game analysis of what happened if 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 the out time is eight fifty seven they're not going to throw to us to fill two minutes to 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 the top of the hour does that make sense yeah. so they'll they'll just they'll just fill to the top of the hour and then we and then we we, we don't have a show you got to
2: get the same producers who did the Heidi game
4: in fact in fact it just it just happened we had. We had we had 49ers and chargers on Sunday night the game went long and so we, our our fifth quarter postgame show got blown out because for, for reasons of time but we still had to do our Sunday night game day show
0: yeah and
4: so so we had a lot of those elements that were planned for the postgame show in the game day show because we, we went we went heavy 49ers based on our viewership and, and marketing I
2: think, sometimes things for you will be a little bit more relaxed and then other times it's going to be because of like a little bit of overtime or whatever and it suddenly it's like crunch time and you have to kind of fit everything and
4: this is television and we there's there's ne- you're never relaxed
2: okay
4: <laughs> this is this is live television i mean mm-hmm. we we don't we don't we don't tape and go home we don't we don't record something and sit down and eat bonbons and uh, and, and with, with our feet under net. No, these are these are, these are live live broadcasts. I guess, yeah, I guess so
2: is, is, it's, it's, it's never for, relaxed. Uh, let's yeah. put it this way: uh, m- more stressed than others. <laughs> there, there are it, there, there
4: there are degrees of stress. Some yeah. higher than others, but. Uh, in fact, but you, it's you've never been, relaxed.
2: So you, you guys were too young for this, uh, and actually, I was a little too young too uh, to remember it. But the Heidi game, obviously, you, you sure, yeah, that I was that was ideas. that I was that the was the Jets and the Raiders, yep.
4: nineteen sixty eight. Yeah. The uh, the the Jets were ahead, and the switcher back at this back in those days, everything was run through New York, and so mm-hmm. Heidi was the scheduled movie. For, yeah. for that particular Sunday night, and the guy was at work, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. At, at, at 8 o'clock, Search. <laughs> we, we, we we're Heidi, and and you know, and, and so the end of the – there was no time to radio <laughs> ahead, call the guy, and, and, and extend the time. There was There was none of that. Yeah. And so H- Heidi went on, and while Heidi was on, the Raiders came back and won that game. And it they, in fact, Kirk Gowdy was the announcer for the networks for that game. They're like Gowdy, Gowdy, get back here! We we, 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 have to finish this game. So they, so, so, so the rest of the the, the broadcast was recorded for for I guess for 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 posterity, um, and 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 that's how we were able to actually see. Video of actually what happened—the Raiders' come back to win that game—but yeah, forever known as the Heidi game because yeah. hey, that that movie went on. Yeah, as planned.
2: And I and I, if I remember correctly, uh, they they had to hide the identity of the of the guy who made the who did the switch call it, um, because people were you know so upset after watching. Well, can games. you imagine? Yeah. yeah, and and wasn't it a playoff game? I think it was a regular
4: season it was game. Regular season. It may have had may may have had playoff implications. Yeah. I mean,
3: but listen, it was way before you could get on the internet to find out who won.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah or, or DVR it.
4: Fact, I, I'd like to see somebody's face if you just went up to him in 1968 and went, "Hey, the internet!" You probably get a blank stare.
2: What? Yeah. I know. I do this sometimes. Have I, you been drinking, son? Internet? <laughs> what, what is that? Well, sometimes I look at cartoons or whatever, or not cartoons or comic strips, and I and I think people, you know, the, these things we laugh at today, but you know 50 100 years ago people would say i have no idea what you're talking about you know a laptop or e-commerce or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> funny uh let's see you know there's been some streaks in uh in baseball what the the yankees are uh kind of making a big comeback and some uh other teams have been uh like in the in the doldrums
4: yeah the 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 the, the yankees have, have made a comeback i mean there, there, there have been several the the Astros won an eleven game roll. The, the 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 Dodgers won on a nine game roll. I mean, there it, it there's there's teams that have been kind of on the better there were other teams, like the Orioles, San Diego Padres, yeah. who uh, who have gone the, the other way.
2: And uh, Gosh. The, the Cubs and the Orioles, same thing. They uh, they may have just broken the streak, but they were they were.
4: Yeah, there's there's yeah there's there are some teams that have uh, gone the other way and have had their issues. Poor Orioles. I grew up an Orioles fan. I
2: know, I know. What's
4: happened to that franchise is just, uh just blasphemy.
2: Bring back Orioles. My Weaver. favorite
4: player growing up was Brooks Robinson. Oh My yeah. My first baseball glove was
3: a Brooks Robinson yep. third baseman glove.
2: You know what? I think mine was too, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah. We go to Memorial Stadium right before they built Camden Yards and saw uh, 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 saw Cal Ripken Jr. hit a home run. So I have that. There you go.
2: Oh yeah. Now, see, I, re- I remember you know Brooks Robinson, Frank Robinson, uh, Paul Blair, uh, mm-hmm. Boo Powell, Boog
4: Powell. In fact, did you know? And again, this is a kind of a Bay Area thing. Did you know that Boog Powell hit the first home run at the Oakland Coliseum when it opened in 1968? That. I did not know that.
2: Well, I mean, the best. The, the and Rick
4: track, Rick Monday, yeah, but, was the first Oakland A.
2: And I saw to that Homer. When the uh, new
4: Coliseum opened,
2: that's the that's the memory I have. He won it in the I think it was the bottom of the ninth um, to to uh, send us all home. Yeah, he walked right. it off. Nice, it off. Yeah, and then, and again, it was about. If was it sixty eight or sixty seven?
4: Sixty eight was the first year of the Oakland Athletics.
2: Okay, uh, okay. so I was. Uh, they had moved
4: uh, over from Kansas City.
2: Kansas, Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. Uh, you know, Bert Caron, Panera, Sal Bando. I remember, I remember all those guys. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was eight years old, and uh, he was like my sort of my mini hero. Then you know, because uh, you know, I mean, to finally have a team in Oakland was was awesome. You know, because it sure. was always uh, a challenging place. Let's put it that way. Uh, you know, yeah, but- they
4: brought out the stars wow. for that game. Uh, uh, then Governor Ronald Reagan threw out the first pitch. They had you know Miss America
2: show up. It was it yeah. was like a it was like it was a big time deal. Yeah. Now that stadium is uh, fifty five years old or mm. whatever. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, so here's our third trivia question. Uh, talking random football players. In Super Bowl Thirty, Neil O'Donnell threw two key interceptions to cement the win for the Dallas Cowboys. Which Dallas Cowboy was the recipient of both of these passes and also the uh, MVP award winner?
4: And then the Raiders picked him up as a free agent.
2: Oh, so you must know the answer to that. All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments.
4: We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline
1: now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. That's 855-325-1780. Here's a great way to save
2: money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. Super Bowl Thirty, which would have been, what, 1997? Something like that, one of those years? Neil O'Donnell threw two key interceptions. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess what, he played for Pittsburgh back then, right? He did. Um, Two key interceptions to cement the win for the Dallas Cowboys. Which Dallas Cowboy was the recipient of both of these passes and also the MVP award? Larry I love the last Brown. name of Brown. Yeah, it
4: was it Larry Brown? Larry so, Brown. Yeah, Larry Brown. Yeah, yeah. And then, then Al Davis went out and got him because Davis fell in love with you know with the stars, wanted the star appeal for his team, and he went out and got Larry Brown, came over to the Raiders, and they sunk like a, blo-
3: like a lead balloon. He did balloon. nothing. He did, did nothing Absolutely nothing for the Raiders. Oh. Yep. Wow. But made a lot of money. Even David Tyree laughs at him. Even David yeah. Tyree laughs at him really? for, oh, that's too bad. for oh. a guy that has, you know, a one, a, 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 a shining moment in the Super Bowl and then nothing after that.
4: Two interception game. That was, yeah, that was that was something.
2: Yeah. yeah. So bring back Lester Hayes with the Stickum. Lester yeah.
4: the molester. Lester yep. the
2: molester, yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for our thoughts for the day? There you go. Never. Okay. Well, never, yeah. What do you call – two birds stuck together
3: uh, something tweet I I'm, no.
4: I'm... V- Velcros
2: Vel- <laughs> Vel- Vel- Velcros nice okay. nice it's a good uh, dad
4: joke yeah,
2: yeah. That one's good. yeah and then this one here uh, when I was younger they used to time me with a stopwatch now they use a calendar <laughs> oh so I've slowed down just a little bit that's slow okay <laughs> All right, guys. It's been fun. Loved it. We'll be back again next week, so stay tuned or tune in next week to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening on behalf of our team. I'm your host Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night. Um,
5: so. Long. <laughs>